Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Out of the Rut Sports Podcast. We're talking NFL tonight. Um, before we get into everything, I want to greatly encourage you kindly to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, please, for the love of God. I know that you are listening on the audio only channels and we greatly appreciate that. What do we um, but it? When we upload it, that is that is true. <laughs> Tyler texted me tonight oh, yeah? and said that I uh, may have forgotten to click the publish button on one that is in the hopper. So um, it's old news. Maybe I won't even put it up there, but this one will definitely go up. So joined by my co-host, Tyler. How you doing, man? Groovy, as always. Uh, feeling old. Here we are on Thursday again because, you know, adulting <laughs> and God, bowling. I'm just fucking tired, man. It's 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 been a rough week. I mean, I've had two nights this week. Where I'm in bed by seven thirty and just done. So, oh, love it. Getting old, getting getting old feels like old fart. <laughs> I, well, I missed the. Uh, speaking of which, I missed the Monday night game completely. I literally fell asleep at seven thirty that night, and it, it was weird enough. We'll get to it later in the show, but there was a Survivor League, and it was. Uh, the two teams that were, were were being picked, it was either the Bucks over the the Panthers, who were playing PJ Walker, or uh, the Pats in Foxborough against the anemic Bears offense. And uh, both teams ended up losing. And of course, I woke up at eleven thirty that night to see the Patriots got absolutely blown out <laughs> by the Bears. Um, thought I was dreaming. I'm like, there's no possible way in Foxborough with, no with the Belichick way. defense. That happened, and it was it was a it was a rough game. Yeah, well, let's talk about that real quick because it seems like they 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 finally realized in Chicago that they have a mobile quarterback and they should play to his strengths until further notice. Right? It's unbelievable. It's like, hey, um, <laughs> let's let's build a team around the the franchise quarterback and make the offense. You know, they're they're trying the square peg square peg round hole. And uh, unfortunately, it's not going to get you very far in this in this league. Um, so it was really great to see. I mean, like I said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a Fields fan. I don't like Ohio State by any means, but seems like a good kid. And uh, it's got all the talent in the world. And I know we've talked about it multiple times on the show. It just seemed like uh, looking back at last year's coaching staff and then, of course, what they did in the offseason this year, that they were just trying to sabotage the kid and like, hey, we didn't make this pick. We're not attached to him. We have no reason to build a team around him, and that's really what it looked like. But uh, here they are with the same uh, same record as the Packers and the Bucks and <laughs> uh, and the Forty ers Here, seven weeks into the season, so um, you know, not a very good team, but certainly doing something right now. It's almost like somebody was like in that front office, or maybe on the coaching staff, was like, "Wait a minute, do you mean to tell me?" That this motherfucker is not Peyton Manning, and we should let him run the football. <laughs> is that that's how that's the how mud dogs won the bourbon ball? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, speaking I, of I which, go ahead. I I just don't understand, but I'm I want to hear your bourbon bowl take. So go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna jump into a, a segment we had planned later, just because we're on the Bears right now. But okay. Um, Talk. Let's talk uh, trade deadline moves here. Um, speaking of the Bears, I, I, I thought it was a little bit surprising. The, the Bears defense has actually played really well this year, uh, in particular in the, se- the the second half. They haven't had a single game uh, where they've allowed double-digit points uh, in the second half this season. So they've actually played really well. And uh, they traded their superstar you know, pro bowler last year, who was second in the league in sacks, Robert Quinn shipped out of town to um, the Philadelphia Eagles, the only undefeated team in the, in, in the league. Uh, surprised by that move at all? I, it's, it's interesting to me that the, 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 the Bears decided to be sellers the day after it seems like mm-hmm. they got their shit together. Yeah. Like that, that's a little bit odd to me, especially with their arch nemesis Packers kind of struggling right now. Mm-hmm. It would seem to me that they might want to lean in a little bit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the same dude that requested a trade before the season, correct? I don't know. Robert, Quinn, Robert Quinn didn't. It was Roquan Smith that was. Roquan Smith. That's yep. correct. Yep. Okay. So, 
so they trade this dude, and the day after they completely smother a Patriots offense on the road, mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions. It almost seems like it was a preconceived notion, like basically where we've got the details of this trade worked mm-hmm. out and the, the results of the Monday night game didn't matter. Um, they, they were, they were going to do it regardless. Yeah. And to get like a, a late fourth round pick before to, it's not like, it's not like they got a haul for him, Right. Um, so I don't, I don't fully understand the logic there. I'll say I, that. I, I, I will say, I think to an extent, they're both winners in the trade. Obviously I, I, the Bears are obviously not a Super Bowl team, but certainly, you know, as, as you mentioned, with the Packers struggling like they have been, um, and the Lions obviously not living up at all anywhere near to their bill, their billing, um, they, they've got a realistic shot to either win this division or get a wild card uh, berth because the mm-hmm. NFC is awful, and maybe that's what it comes down to. We'll talk about later in the show our Super Bowl predictions, but I think whoever represents the NFC in the in the Super Bowl is going to get absolutely steamrolled this year. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's some of it. Um, I know the Bears next year uh, were, were number one in the league with cap space um, and trading Robert Quinn. Now they're up to uh, over $130 million in available cap next year, which is just astronomical. So they're going to be able yeah, to what- put some pieces around um, Justin Fields, we hope. Um, what are they going to do with that cap? It'll be interesting, and, and this this upcoming year, there's not a super exciting draft cl- or a, sorry, not a draft class, free agent class. Um, it's relatively weak, so I, I'm I'm a little perplexed. Um, I don't know if they're thinking we're going to unload draft capital and go after some guys, um, but there's just not a whole lot going on. I'm actually going to pull it up right here um, and just kind of see who the uh, top guys are going into next year. Um, but I, I don't think it's very good. Um, no. Yeah. I So maybe they go after Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't think, you know, with Justin Fields, that's that's going to happen. Obviously, Derwin James got locked up. Orlando Brown probably will be locked up. So uh, with the Chiefs, th- that, that's kind of a rocky situation. So maybe they, they go after their franchise left tackle. But those are those are kind of your headliners. Uh, mm-hmm. For the draft, or uh, for for the free agent class next year, um, yeah, there's not a whole Jesse Bates maybe for the safety from Cincinnati. They've got obviously Eddie Jackson over there, so it, it, it's going to be really interesting. Interesting to see how they spend that. I suppose they could get a lot of guys to fill a lot of um, different positions of need, but I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, um, real game changers that you're going to be able to pull in with all that cap space. So. Interesting move. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll say this. If there was a comeback player of the year award to give out to not a person but an entity, mm-hmm. the NFC East yeah. should be the yeah. comeback entity of the year. We've, we've the got decade. awards coming up. I agree. This, um, th- this division has been trash. For, for as long as we have been talking into microphones, mm-hmm. they, they the NFC least we we dogged them so hard last year when it was mathematically possible for there to be a like halfway through the season there it was mathematically possible for there to be a four win team coming out of that division. Mm-hmm. And right now the Eagles are the best team in football record wise uh, yep. at six and zero. Oh. Uh, Giants and Cowboys right behind them six and one and five and two respectively and the commanders showing a little bit of fight um at three and four coming off a win against green bay at home so i i'll I'll lead right into this as a packers fan like are you are are you concerned like is it is it time to hit the panic button yeah absolutely um before we talk that i actually want to advocate for taylor heineke keeping the job Forever. Agreed, hundred <laughs> um, it, percent. It's it's insane to me that he hasn't, and uh, of course, having uh, a Terry McLaurin on my my fantasy team that was a very welcome uh, sight to have Taylor Heineke actually throwing him the damn ball. Like it's it's amazing when you throw your best best player the ball. Um, Good things. What happen. happens? Um, yeah. What what was what was really shocking um, this past week? 
I wasn't surprised that we lost to Washington, to be perfectly honest, looking at the last couple weeks and how things have seemed to have progressively gotten worse. Um, what I think was, was even more crazy is you've got uh, Taylor Heineke, you got PJ Walker playing for Carolina, both former XFL quarterbacks who just smacked the living shit out of two Hall of Famers on the same week uh, in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, both teams, uh, both players actually under 500 through seven games for the first time in both of their respective careers. Um, it's 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 getting bad. <laughs> Kurt Warner suggested they both retire. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's it's obviously concerning. Uh what I will say is I guess on a positive note after beating the same drum for 7 weeks, they finally put their um I guess their best offensive line under the circumstances out on the field and they they they, they actually played very well against what was the rated uh the number 1 rated front 7 in the NFL. Um as far as pressures go. Um, so they, they played really well, especially with Bach missing the game um, and, and getting that designation only an hour or two before the game. Uh, Royce Newman was finally benched, and voila, they can actually somewhat protect the quarterback. Um, but it's just it's, it's mind-boggling. I, 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 I think I've beaten a dead horse on this and talked about all the, all the things that have gone wrong. We were second in the NFL in drops, obviously leaving a lot on the table. Yep. Um, you know, Rodgers came out and publicly grilled a lot of guys. And um, I, I like what he said. I, I agree with what he said. You know, they're, they're adults. They're professional athletes. Like, uh, don't give a shit about hurt feelings. It's It's got to be said. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, there's too many mental errors. There's too many drops. There's, um, you know, and they're, they're in crucial times. And it just, it's, it's killing all momentum that they can do. And then you look at the end of the game, Suddenly he's getting out of the out of the pocket. He's buying time, and that was that drive was surgical uh, with the touchdown pass going to uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was it was a great throw. It was a it was just a great drive in general. But again, you, you've got a double digit lead, and this has now happened four times this year, and you're not giving it to your two best players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Lafleur insisted, "Hey, we're going to run the ball more. We're going to give him give Aaron Jones the touches." They got uh, like 19 total touches. Like it, it's it's garbage. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't understand the logic how you're doubling the pass attempts to rush attempts when you've been leading in these games, and then you know we're out bitching about the defense not being able to hold the lead. Well, they're on the field 40 minutes a game. Right. <laughs> like the first half in every game, they've they've held teams in check. You look at the Jets game; they they allowed three points. Um, you know, same thing with the uh, with the Giants game, and then the same thing with the Washington game. And then they can't get off the field. Like obviously, you're going to get drained, and obviously, when your offense isn't pull, pulling their weight, it, it's a problem. But um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of stick with the same topic here in teams that need to make it off uh, a trade deadline move. They're absolutely one of them, and it's it's frustrating as a as a fan. I, I understand there's other problems, but that's that's our biggest need. We need a guy that can catch the ball and, and keep keep the chains moving. And, and then you've yeah. got the Chiefs with no cap room going out there, and it's a risk, but it's it's a very uh, potentially high reward risk going out and getting Kadarius Tony uh, from the Giants, who was drastically underused. Uh, they're going out. They're they're making moves. They've got Juju. They got MVS. They got Kelsey. And then they trade for another weapon uh, after it's drafting Sky Moore. Yeah, and and then you got the Packers. They're like, oh, we're we're playing for three years from now. You always that's the one constant in Green Bay. We're always building for the goddamn future instead of playing for the right now. And it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we we're fucking spoiled. I get it. You know, it's twenty mm-hmm. years of uh, well, thirty years of of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and great teams. But God damn it, like <laughs> show some urgency, man. We got two years to to win a Super Bowl here. The the team didn't didn't just fall off a cliff. We've got pieces there. What do we do? We 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 mm-hmm. traded away our, our best player and we did nothing to replace him. Yeah, the Packers offices, <laughs> the, the Packers front offices out here. Like I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Like they're yeah, just, they're just no shit. they're just showing up to not get fired, basically. And yeah. uh, and and they're they're dodge like 
the Packers front office is dodging their responsibilities. Like, yeah, yeah, like boomers you know, up there just, just screaming at, at the way that they're dodging all of yeah. these needs that they have. And I think that's what's so you know again it's so frustrating because as injury prone as, as he's been, but you look at these these teams that are leading or in contention for uh, Super Bowls. You had the 49ers, you had the Rams, and you had the Bills all in on this McCaffrey trade. They're all being aggressive going out and trying to get the dude. Like, yeah, we know next week you get to pull a hammy and be out for the rest of the season, but there's no doubt that when he's healthy and when he's playing, he's going to make your team better. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're all like, yeah, you know, We'll figure the cap out later. Let's let's go out and try to try to get a get a ring here. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, the uh, the Forty ers won out in that tr- on, on that deal. Um, it, it, man, it's it just gets so so frustrating. And that that offense, I mean, that that's you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle, you got McCaffrey. Yeah, they didn't win this this past week, but uh, part of that's also McCaffrey got in on Thursday and had three days yep. to try to try to learn a playbook, you know, pretty much. I mean, he's probably <laughs> walking into the huddle and Jimmy G's like, yeah, man, you go left yeah. on this play. Like it's, hey. it's going to be a zone, it's a zone run to the left. Like, <laughs> so. This is what I'm going to say here. That's, that's again, what, what gets so frustrating with this, this Tony trade. I know this is your team, but, and I, I know the diners were dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, but I mean, that was the number one defense by a wide margin in the NFL and mm-hmm. Mahomes and company, annihilated them they spanked them so and then they then they go out and trade for another weapon like <laughs> you know you, you see where the frustration is it's like what the fuck are we doing um yeah you know so i i, I big win for the chiefs i i you know again it, it could bite them in the ass but considering you know a year and a half ago he's a first round pick you gave up a third and a late round pick and, and you got Mahomes throwing the ball like it there's a a very big difference between a Patrick Mahomes and a and a mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. Low um, low risk, high reward. Absolutely. So I'll I'll turn that back over to you. A uh, lot lot of lot of opportunity, we'll say, in the NFC. And of course, you got the the heavyweights over in the, there in the AFC. Uh, what's what's one kind of um, middle of pack team here? And I guess that's most of the NFL, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've got one team in Week Eight. Uh, one game. I'm sorry that with with teams with winning records like it's insane mm-hmm. yeah which uh which middle of the pack team needs to pull the pull the trigger on a trade right now well we won't beat the dead horse of the the green bay packers anymore dj Moore. it's obvious as obvious as it is um this year there's some very clear sellers at the trade deadline and this is a very interesting um phenomenon in the nfl because it's week seven and it's the trade deadline already and the MLB trade deadline is like two thirds of the way through the season, and this it it just seems early mm-hmm. for their for trade deadline to be. It's Tuesday next week, right? Or was it this mm-hmm. week? No, it's, it's, it's next this week. upcoming. Tuesday. It is next week. Okay. Um, I think that. Ooh, this is a good one. I'll, I'll say this: the Dallas Cowboys. They yeah. should be big time buyers at the trade deadline. They've flown by the seat of their pants the last five, six weeks ever since Dak got hurt. And they 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 didn't win the game against Detroit on Sunday. The mm-hmm. the, the, the Detroit Lions lost that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't fumble, you know, on your own goal line to go ahead or, or you, know, you can't you can't fumble on the doorstep to go ahead when you're you know, when you have all of the momentum and your defense is playing out of their mind, which is something that they hadn't done the first five weeks, um, you know, you're holding a Dallas Cowboy team, which is, I, I would say, one of the more anemic Dallas teams that we've seen in the last couple of years. You've got Dak coming off an injury. Um, that is your time to go and put away a team. And the Lions just could not get it done. Um, and, you know, it, that's a that's a grit thing. That's a mental that's a that's a mental error that they cannot have. And they they fumble out Jamal Williams fumbled you you love him to death. He's a captain, he's a leader. Who doesn't fumble, fumble usually? And he doesn't fumble, but he fumbled twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They gave the ball they gave the game away. Um they score six points against a a, a good D- Dallas defense. But they they had that game within reach and they let it go. Mm-hmm. So 
I think Dallas is going to go get a weapon. They should anyway. So who would you uh, who would you target? So you're, you're thinking a uh, well, wide receiver? Is that what DJ you're thinking? Moore. DJ Moore should be at the shut top your, of their priority list. Shut your goddamn list. mouth. Okay. You, you brought that up shut up. accidentally. Shut and, up. <laughs> Don't you put that on me. And I know you me. want him. I um, know you want him. But um, I, I would... I would counter that. Just just contract situation. I don't think mm-hmm. the Dallas can make that work unless uh, Carolina is you know in fire sale mode, um, which, which they very well may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I would say somebody on a rookie contract, like a like a Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. um, him and Ceedee Lamb would would be pretty sexy together. That would um, be very good. <laughs> that would be um, very good. And, and I think it could be had, especially if Denver loses to Jacksonville. Um, this week, I, there's a report going around that they could look to uh, unload Judy, um, Melvin Gordon, and uh, potentially Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. um, as well at the deadline. So um, Watch that could Packers be a realistic big splash move. Be like a defensive lineman or something. Like that. <laughs> Bro, I don't even fuck. There's a report <laughs> out there right now that said we 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 I shit you not went and contacted fucking Arizona to kick About the tires JJ on AJ Watt. Green. Oh, okay. AJ Green, the. Mo- <laughs> AJ Green five years ago, absolutely. Yep. The dude mm-hmm. has ten catches for fifty-six yards. That's five point six yards per catch in the NFL. That's not good. N- what the fuck are we gonna do with that? Like we, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I guess if we're trading nothing for nothing and, and we give Amari a, a Rogers up for it, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, going. This game this week, this is a, keep in mind the second year player who was a third round pick, five catches in his NFL career, five fumbles. Um, so fuck Amari <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we keep letting him return punts. Uh, That's so bad. I'll never understand it. But well, he he did make a catch, so I guess he's got six catches now and five fumbles. So <laughs> Jonesy back there, man. They're not using him in the run game. Might anyway. as well, Might right? As well. So. Um, yeah, I say the Cowboys are definitely somebody that needs to, um, you know, I think the weirdest team this year that I can't get, that I can't figure out is the Indianapolis Colts. And they had such high expectations coming in. Hey, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of a team that has been more decimated by somebody retiring than you've seen with the Indianapolis Colts? Have you ever seen that happen before? I'm trying to think back, but no, like no, they've, they've I, don't, I don't think it's really close. Been in limbo. It's been rough. Um, yeah, and I, I, man, I don't. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. Like never a guy that I was a big fan of, but guy's been a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and and clearly, I I don't know if it's all him. I I do think. Um, a lot of execs are starting to think that his arm is completely shot. And that may be the yeah. case, but you know, again, you've got a, a, a coaching staff that stayed together an offensive line that for the most part has stayed together that just regressed so horribly. Like, let's not pretend that this is all on Matt Ryan for sure. He's also got, you know, three or four, I think it's three, uh, fourth quarter comebacks this year. Yeah, he's been bad. Yeah, he's led uh, the league in turnovers, and you're, you're not going to obviously win a lot of games with that, but they've, they've found a way to do it, and he's been getting absolutely obliterated. Um, there, there's there been multiple hits this year where I'm like, oh, shit, like, he's, uh, he's probably going on IR. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gotten up, and he's figured it out, and um, uh, that's actually what we're going to talk about next is, is these quarterback changes. Got Sam Ellinger coming in a sixth round pick last year out of uh, University of Texas, I believe, yep. or uh, Texas Austin. It's Austin, Texas. Um, well, that's where Texas. Yeah, shut the, the fuck. Okay, all right. Eat, <laughs> eat my ass. Um, uh, but anyways, um, according to Matt, Matt uh, Jesus Christ, according to Pat McAfee, uh, that's a thick ass boy. So Matt Matt McAfee, <laughs> Matt McAfee, uh, the, the the twin brother over there, but. Yep. Um, yeah, I, and he came out and he he owned it and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm here to um, do everything we can to, to prepare him and get him get him ready." I mean, what else is mm-hmm. going to say? But yeah, um, he's professional in his swan move on song his part. Years, yeah, Joe Flacco type. He's mm-hmm. gonna, he's going to be an incredible backup, a highly paid backup, mm-hmm. um, the highest paid clip clipboard holder in the league probably this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, hell of a career. You tip your cat to cap to him and. Um, that noodle arm just isn't gonna, it's not gonna cut it anymore in the league. And I mean, the, the offensive line hasn't done him any favors and 
he, I mean, this is the first time he's had to go into a new system or not a new system because he's had multiple coaches, but going mm-hmm. into a new situation and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. it wouldn't shock me to see him hang it up at the end of this year. Um, this is kind of like a one and done type thing that yeah. would, would not surprise me. But hey, who knows? You know, yeah. you never know. There, the, the one thing I, I feel like 10 years ago, if Matt Ryan was in the situation that he is, there would be a team that would sign him to a one-year deal next year, as is 100%. But there's just so much yep. talent in the league now of young quarterbacks coming up through the ranks yep. that I just don't I don't see that being the case anymore. There's not... Yep. And, and I think there's a lot of writing on the walls with the experiments with like the Baker Mayfields of the world. And um, what's another good example of that? Some of these journeyman quarterbacks, it's just not... I mean, well, the Indianapolis Colts for the last five years, the journeyman <laughs> quarterback, I think, is proven to not be a good solution for almost every single team. The last yeah. quarterback to do it successfully, I think, was probably Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Because he was he was a guy that was on a kind of, you know, kind of fizzled out in Miami, had some injuries, had some poor coaching and stuff like yep. that. And then he, um, well, and then, hey, my, my dark horse uh, comeback player of the year award, which we're going to talk about a little bit, Marcus Mariota. He's doing it this year, so maybe maybe not the case. But I, I just think it's so um, it's tough, you know. Like you mentioned, they they built their team the right way, and if they had had the quarterback situation figured out, this team would be running away with this division every single year. They've got talent everywhere on that roster, but the, the quarterback situation has been so poor. Um, and I, and I do think it, you know, again, it's one of those situations. It, is it addition by subtraction? I, I don't know. You, you've got, you don't know what you have in Ellinger other, other than what you've seen in, in practice. Um, but again, they're, they're in the thick of things in a, in a weak division. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a bold strategy, but rumor is that, uh, Ursa made this call um when they they guaranteed uh the the next year's contract essentially um and i think four, 14 million next year is what's fully guaranteed but if mm-hmm. he um uh is injured going into the third day of the league next year then his entire uh 40 some million becomes fully guaranteed so mm-hmm. uh this is basically why he's been demoted to third string so that there's no risk of that happening so yeah. they can just cut him loose and pay the 14 and call it good so um, yeah, it's a tough call. It's a shitty way to end, end, end the career, especially for a guy I think we both predicted would, would at least bring some stability to the, um, to the team. I mean, certainly a less erratic than Carson Wentz. And then here, here yes. we are. And he, <laughs> he was Carson Wentz, uh, uh, plus this year with the turnovers. So, uh, bad call by us, but you know, I'm man enough to admit it. So yep. we've got the other quarterback change in the, in the room, uh, Baker Mayfield is rumored to be fully healthy, and P.J. Walker is uh, now the full-fledged starter under the new uh, coaching staff in in uh, in Carolina. So uh, thoughts on that. Do, do the, does Carolina go full fire sale? Obviously, P.J. Walker is going to be a bridge quarterback. He will not be the long-term answer, but um, they're done with uh, Darnold and Baker, it sounds like. As much as it pains me to say, because I really did like Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the correct move. And I will say this: they should they should probably um, who's who, is it? C.J. Stroud then is going to be the number one quarterback mm-hmm. off the board this year. Um, yeah, likely. Do we like Ohio State quarterbacks? No. I mean, Fields has been okay, but part of me thinks that okay, you know, P.J. is pretty cheap right now. Maybe you just stock up on draft picks and ride it out with this kid. Mm. I mean, if you can, if you can beef up that defense, because what is, you know, when we think about good teams from Carolina, like typically it comes with a good defense. I, I think yeah. like the Luke Keekleys and yeah, Cam Newton was a stud, but let's not forget that that defense was very, very solid when Carolina was good. I yeah. mean, they made that Super Bowl run. So well, it, go ahead. I, 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 th- I, I don't hate the idea. Like, let hey, give give PJ Walker, give him the the keys to the car, and say, hey, this is your car for the rest of the year. Let's see what you can do, and we'll, we'll we're gonna hey, we're gonna sell off a lot of pieces. Your locker room buddy is not gonna be he, mm-hmm. he's he's probably gonna be gone 
you're going to be playing with a lot of practice squad guys, um, some late round draft picks that you m- that might not be real pros, but we're going to evaluate you. Yeah. And if you do halfway decent, you you may be our number one guy going in, in, into next year. I, yeah. I don't hate I don't hate that um, because you build for the future because Tom Brady's not going to be down there forever. Yeah. And the rest of the division kind of sucks, to be honest with you. Um, I would say the NFC South is one of the weaker divisions in, in the league. Yeah. So and, and there's not a whole lot of looking up in that division, especially once Tom is uh, retired. Um, they're going to be pretty wide open um, probably for the next three, four years. Yeah. And I think that's what what's like, what's the strategy there? Because obviously we, we know quarterback in the first round, especially um, it's it's crapshoot. You know, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a good class. But do you do you mortgage off some of these pieces at the trade deadline to to try to go full blown rebuild, or do you just try to hope one of these guys fall into your lap? Because I mean, they've got Brian Burns, they got Derek Brown, they got DJ Moore, they've got Shaq Thompson, J.C. Horn. Like, there's a lot of good pieces on this team. Um, but do you try to get you know two two first round picks for say a Brian Burns and mm-hmm. and try to reload? Or do you hold on to him for the next coaching staff and hopefully the the quarterback of the future next year? Well, here's a goofy thing about the trade deadline being this early. Okay. Panthers two and five, right? Mm-hmm. Not good. Not not a great record. They're they're one game back in the division. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you you've got a new so here's the thing. If you've got a, a first year head coach that's entrenched and a first-year GM that's not that's not going to get canned at the end of the year, I could see them complete fire sale. All right, mm-hmm. we're building for the future. We're going to collect draft picks. New GM is going to like like those draft picks. We've got a fired head coach, and we've got a GM that is his pants are on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he makes it through the end of the year, God bless him. If he makes it, if he sees another draft, good for him. Yeah. Okay. But. That's not the case. They that they, they they've got an interim head coach who is who's all fired up, and there's a Pat McAfee refers to it as is it is it the fired coach syndrome or something mm-hmm. like that? I, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but basically, it's like when the coach gets fired, it lights a fire under everyone ass everyone's ass in the locker room. So it wouldn't be terribly surprising to see this Panthers team go on a run. Minus Christian McCaffrey, which yep. let's be let's be honest, we'll call a spade a spade. Incredibly talented human being, almost never available. Has yep. he played more than? Has he pay, played fifty percent of the NFL games? Not the last two years. Maybe not since he's been in the league, right? His first two, two years, he was pretty healthy, but yeah, these last yeah, so about fifty percent. But the last two, career. we'll call it fifty percent. Yeah. Um. So I could. I don't know, man. I could see it either way. If if they if they go and sell a bunch of pieces, it wouldn't surprise me. And if they are like, you know what, we got out out from under Christian McCaffrey, um, dude can stay healthy. But we're going to Chuba, Chuba and games. Deontay Foreman are are uh, uh, actually a pretty good duo, especially when you add the the mobility yeah. of P, uh, PJ. They. They could do some damage, and and of course, when the uh, Bucks lose tonight, they're going to move ahead of them in the in the division ranking. So, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so they're they're sitting pretty good. So, um, let's move on though. We've we've got yes, uh, absolutely we've got uh, some some awards we're going to talk about here. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll actually start with uh, let's let's do the easy one, the the big one every year. A um, lot of piss poor football this year, but some really good football. <laughs> so, uh, halfway through the season, who's your MVP candidate? I love Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I love Jalen Hurts. I don't mm. like Philadelphia. This is such a weird phenomenon for me mm. because I don't like Philadelphia sports teams. We have had this discussion ad nauseum. Ooh, touchdown Ravens. Sorry. Who was it? Gus Edwards? Uh, it was Kenyon Drake again. God dang it. Okay. Um, I love what the Philadelphia Eagles have done this year. I, I, I heard a locker room speech by Jalen hurts after they won their last game. Gave me chills. I love that dude. Genuine dude. I, and here's the thing. He's a second year, (laughs) third year player. Now when he, when he talks, 
He's not a rah rah guy. Oh, he's that not was a, Duvernay. I'm sorry. He's not a screamer. Mm-hmm. He's not a. He he he's a very even keeled guy. He's the but, complete opposite of Russell Wilson. Correct. <laughs> we need to talk <laughs> nothing about nothing fake but, about him. Okay, let's. We'll get to that in a second because mm-hmm. I want to shit all over that dude. No pun intended. But we'll get to <laughs> right that. on his chest. Uh, <laughs> eat, eat my shisa. <laughs> Um, so I, I, him addressing the locker room after that win, not, you, you could hear pin drop. The guys mm-hmm. in that locker room respect that dude so much. He's a third year guy. He's younger than you and me. He's, he's mm-hmm. like 24 years old and the dude is a winner. He is, I, I don't, I don't have enough good things to say about him. Mm-hmm. So I really like Jalen hurts. Um, and then the Philadelphia Phillies, they beat my Braves this year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They they beat the Padres. They're going to the World Series. Hell, I'm rooting for them to beat the Astros. Like, I love the way they're playing baseball. Bryce mm-hmm. Harper is crushing it right now, and it's a weird thing for me. But I, I, I'll i say this. I can hate the fans, but like your team. So the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles fans, you guys still suck. You're a bunch of... Uh, it's funny. I actually have a good friend of mine who's a die. He's from Philly. He's a diehard Eagles fan, and I like. He has a, probably he has through a, rocks of Santa Claus too. So yeah, he he has an <laughs> Eagles hat sitting on his desk, and I and I'm you know I need to wear a cowboy shirt the next time I go to see. No, him, but, you probably shouldn't. Um, that would be funny. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just really I really enjoy what Jalen Hurts is doing. So I'll I'll kick it back to you. Who do you got? Yeah, I, it's it's quarterback league. And there's there's three that have been playing out of their minds and Mahomes hurts, hurts. one of them Mahomes and Josh Allen, Josh Allen. so it's going to be one of the three, um, you know right now just just based on team performance, um, it's probably down to Allen and Hurts right now. Yep. Um, I think Allen's the the sexy pick, um, is probably the favorite, um, but obviously if Hurts just keeps putting up astronomical numbers like he has been. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm rooting for him. You know, I certainly mm-hmm. am. I, I think any any one of them would be a great MVP pick. Obviously, Mahomes had the phenomenal uh, last couple games, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that's that's your three horse race right there. There hasn't been Absolutely. anybody else in the league that's been putting up, you know, just eye popping. Well, what's crazy, and, and unfortunately, he's not on a very good team, but um, Josh Jacobs has been playing out of his freaking mind again. Mm-hmm. You know, with behind a terrible offensive line, but um, running backs aren't going to get it unless you're going to be running for 2000 plus, And I don't think he's going to get there. So, um, so yeah, that that's the three, three horse race. I don't think there's any disputing that they're the best players in the league right now. Yeah. So I'll say if, if you were to pick a fourth, I'd say Joe Burrow needs to be in that conversation. Hey, since we do, yeah, dude, dude has been I mean, playing out of his mind. The guy had his appendix removed in August, missed yep. all of preseason and training camp and all that good stuff, and got off to a slow start. But my guy had four hundred. He, he, the dude threw for four bills yep. before, like, with like three minutes into the third quarter last yep. week. Just absurd. So watch out for him. It would not shock me to see him pass all of these guys. Yep. So. Only QB with multiple four hundred yard, five touchdown games. And he's the guy's what, an animal. I will say this: uh, it was announced today that Jamar Chase is going to be out the next four to six week, weeks yep. with a hip injury, and so. they're going to—they're not going to miss a beat. Yeah, T. Higgins I'm and uh, definitely starting Tyler Boyd. Hey, fantasy yeah. tip right here: start Tyler Boyd this week because I benched him on two of my three <laughs> leagues, and he went for thirty last week. Yep. Still won, but would have been yeah. nice to have him. In there. All three of those guys could have been picked in the first eight rounds, and there wouldn't have been. I mean. They're, they're all really good. I mean, it was yeah. an embarrassment of riches, riches to have all three of them. So, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and of course, I got Hayden Hurst, who's been feasting off of those Joe Burrow numbers, too. So, um, if you need a tight end, he's available in a lot of leagues right now. So, mm-hmm. he's been a hell of a lot more bench. consistent than uh, Darren Waller. So, <laughs> I carry three tight ends just because I know they're hard to come by. Yep. And, <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, they're better on my bench than in your starting lineup. So, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, yeah, defensive player of the year. I, I, unless you got somebody else, I think it's it's probably Micah Parsons. He's the, he's he's the media darling. He's got everybody's attention, and obviously he's been playing out of his mind. Um, just been an absolute animal, and plus they're on a winning football team. So, um, 
right now he's the best player, best defense player in the league in year two. Um, he got he got some votes last year as a rookie, and and I think he's just been playing lights out all year. So uh, right now, defense player of the year front runner for me is Mike Parsons. I'd say that's a fair bet. I don't see a reason why. I, I don't have an argument against that. Yeah, I, there's not a not a whole lot of guys that are on 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 a pace like no, him. Um, not really. Uh, I I would let me take that back. There's one other. One other guy, and it, it's great because it's another rookie, but Sauce Gardner. Stud. He's a dark horse, man, but he's Stud. he's number one in, in QBR Defensive against him. I, I think he's, he's a yeah. shoe in. And, and if, I'm not saying the Texans made a terrible mistake, but as quickly as the Jets turned in their draft card when they passed on Sauce Gardner, <laughs> I, <laughs> the, the Jets, I, I mean, obviously they, they've, Turn around and, and that's with some really mediocre play from Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. and they're they're playing winning football. And this draft has completely changed this franchise, um, you know, at all levels. And unfortunately, it, it sucks because they really had offensive rookie of the year with Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner on defense. So they they knocked it out of the park, and of course, uh, Hall tore his ACL this mm-hmm. uh, past week. But uh, again, a team that's like, okay, let's let's go trade for James Robinson, like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, like I, I'd be feeling pretty good about that. But mm-hmm. uh, they're they're gonna they're they're really set up well yeah. for the oh, future. Oh, we have uh, we have breaking news. Um, Packers still need another skill position player. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they haven't done anything. They're they're just sitting around. It's amazing how far back this Jordan Love. It really, I mean, they've they've misdrafted a lot of players, but yeah, that really just set set everybody back for this but have you seen um, have you seen a franchise reel so much since making one bad draft pick no no yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so much vengeful quarterback goes for back-to-back mvps they're forced to pay him and now they have no money for anybody else now quoting ty Ty schmidt and i'm gonna i need to go in and re-listen to that rant and pick apart and get some drops from that but like you picked the one guy that would piss Rogers off. Yep. <laughs> and then force you to commit to him. Yep. <laughs> now he's much. just been awful. Oh, is that an interception for right now? They dropped it. Um, <laughs> uh, last two awards. I think um, I've got my picks locked. And I think if the doesn't matter what the rest of the season looks like, I think these are both locked up. This is me personally. Okay. I know you've got. Probably a difference of opinion here, but uh, <laughs> comeback player of the year. Marcus Mariota. Wrong, but that's no. fine. Explain mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, okay. So if you think about the way that he lost his job mm-hmm. and he was benched unceremoniously in like week seven, mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a, a midweek decision. I don't think it was an even in an in-game thing where Tannehill came in and they they're just they, like what happened with New England, which was bizarre. We haven't even talked about that. I feel like we should, but if we have time, we'll we'll talk about the New England the New England quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. But it was a like a random week seven three years ago, and they came out and were like, "Yep, we're gonna give Tannehill a ball. He's gonna start. Nothing wrong with Mariota physically, but he's just not getting it done." And then the Titans went on to be like. They had a, a th- like a two year window. The rest of that season, in the next two years, they're a pretty dominant football team. One of the one of the seasons made it to the AFC Championship. Uh, gave the t- Chiefs a pretty tough uh, tough game the year they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then he he went to the Raiders and sat behind Derek Carr for two years and saw the field um, in relief. Maybe one game in those two years. I want to say they, he was kind of a gadget guy. They'd put him in and in scenarios every once in a while. Um, but for the most part, he was a backup quarterback and he, and I remember this, it was a Monday night football game. It was a standalone game and Derek Carr tweaked something. Either he got a concussion or he turned his ankle or something. Mariota came in and looked sharp. So I, that always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And when the Atlanta Falcons picked him up in the offseason, his former offensive coordinator is now the head coach over there, playing in a weaker division with a, a, a Tampa Bay team that really is struggling right now. Watch out for the Falcons. That was, that was my message from the get-go. And they've been hot and cold, no doubt about it. 
Uh, they beat a really good 49ers team at home, and they've they've had some you know some questionable games where his stats haven't really added up, but they've won. And then there he've had he's had some really good statistical games. Like last week, he had a pretty good statistical game, and they got smoked by the Bengals. Um, but they're, they're the, I. As it sits right now, um, after tonight's game, they're going to be first in the division, and I, I could very, I, I very easily could see them winning the division. And if 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 a Marcus Mariota led team goes to the playoffs and maybe squeaks by and wins a game on the road in the wild card round, I, I give it to him hands down. Well, who, fortunately, who playoffs don't matter. So <laughs> in that in that right. awards race, however. All right, there's one team that we jumped on that said was the worst team in football going into the season. Who was that team? Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars? No. The New York Giants? No. The, not the Cleveland Browns. They play in the um, uh, Northwest. Oh, the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith. Okay. I fuck with that. Geno Smith is the best quarterback in the NFC right now. He's got 107.7 pass rating. Uh, keep this in <laughs> mind. The man hasn't been a full-time starter in seven years. So if that doesn't, you want to talk about Mariota's commitment and sticking with it and sticking with the grind. Imagine being passed around, stuck in purgatory. Who was it? Todd Bowles, I think, back in 2014 that was was his head coach. It was either him or Rex Ryan. I I can't remember exactly, but terrible year. Has a 77 pass rating. Sticks with it. Continues to be a backup. He goes from uh, the the Jets, has to be a backup there. The Giants, the Chargers, and then, of course, eventually lands in Seattle. It's back up for two years behind Russell Wilson. Comes in and just... I mean, he's 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 annihilating everybody. They were a terrible roster, and guess what? They've got a winning record. Um, the guy is, has played out his mind way better than I ever humanly anticipated. There's there's never been a situation where a guy has sat as a backup for seven years and then come in to be the best quarterback in the division. It just doesn't happen. Um, at far exceeding all expectations, especially considering the circumstances, and I think fairly or unfairly, compounded by the fact the haul that they got for Russell Wilson and how awful that Russell Wilson has been this year on a much better team. Um, I, I, unfortunately that's, that's going to be weighted at, at some mm-hmm. point. So uh, the guy has played out of his mind, definitely much better, you know, than, than Mariota. Mariota's played respectable, but Geno Smith has played just unbelievable football. He's out playing Aaron Rodgers. Um, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, uh, all Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. and of course, Russ, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, all of them. So uh, for me, I it, it's a lock at this point, um, you know, unless they go on to lose every single game and he doesn't play another snap this year. Uh, it's going to be almost impossible to pull it, pull it from Geno. So um, cool to see, man. It really is. Like I said, this is not something that I, I think has ever been seen and may never be seen again. Um, you know, in health, this this could be his only good year, you know. But I, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately or unfortunately, at the end of the day, they've got a ton of ton of draft capital to play with now, thanks to the Russell Wilson trade. So <laughs> I think so, I got my swagger back. Oh. Damn right. Yep. Geno Smith got a swagger back. No doubt. He That's sure a good did. one. I like that. I like that pick. Um We'll see how that plays out. And the last award. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Yeah. Oh, this is a no-brainer. Brian Dabble. It's got to be, right? I was going to go Bob Sala. No. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Jets at least have have some talent on there. The Giants, even now, are are, are (laughs) statistically and, and, you know, by all, you know, PFF and their, their bullshit rankings or whatever, but... The worst team to have a six and one record in mm. in history in the fifty years that they've been doing this, uh, and and on top of that, they've been underdogs in five of their games this this mm. week, and they're five and zero oh as underdogs. Um, Doug Peterson could be in the in the mix too. They've got two wins, man. 
Yeah, but they look better. <laughs> they they do, but they've they've fallen off a cliff ever since. Uh, yeah, but they're uh, one game back in the division. They could, they're going to win that division. You remember when Trevor Lawrence? It is kind of like when Russ said, uh, "Let Russ cook." Uh, you know, said, "Hey, there's no denying that we're a good team," and then completely have fallen on their face. Yeah, that's that's what's happened in Jacksonville. <laughs> you know, I I don't doubt that they're they're going to get better, and Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. has looked better, and um, offensively they they've got some part. They, they nearly won the game last week. He got tackled on the on the one, um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like nobody had any expectations for um, yeah. the Giants. They're playing with house money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. Get the mm-hmm. listen to this. This is funny. So, in the AFC South, who's the so Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans in mm-hmm. that order? Who's mm-hmm. the number one scoring offense in that league or in, it's in Texans. that division? No, it's the Jags. Jaguars. It's Jags. One hundred fifty-five points. Um, you want to know what the the fewest points allowed in that division is? Uh, no, is it the Jags too? It is the Titans. Titans. The Jags are second with nine total points more. So their defense is not allowing a ton of points. Their offense is putting up. By the way, Jaguars have 155 points that they put up, and the Titans, the leaders in the division, are at 115. Mm-hmm. So their offense is scoring significantly more points than the rest of the teams in that conference. Mm-hmm. So Doug Peterson being the offensive guy that he is, has come in and made them a decent offense. Mm-hmm. So um, there, I think he's in the conversation. I, I agree. Brian Dable sh- is probably up there. Bob Sala should des- deserves a lot of credit too. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah. It's it's a lot more open than some of the other ones that we're talking about. Yeah, I just I, you know with Salah, like I said, I I think most people agreed that the Jets have knocked it out of the park in this draft. Um, I think the next few weeks are going to tell a lot, especially with the injuries that have started to pile up a little bit. Um, but they are certainly a better team. But also at the same time, I I I just think Dable has done so much more with so much less. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and everybody's bought in. And you look at the Saquon resurgence, and you look at uh, Daniel Jones. And again, this this is part of that frustration too, right? You've got the top four receivers out; they're still finding ways to win. And then mm-hmm. you know, I look at my team, and I'm like, fucking Hall of Fame quarterback can't figure it out, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, Jones may, may be playing himself into a, into a, uh, a franchise tag just based on uh, the turnaround this year. So we'll see what happens. We got a lot of season left and, and we're going to put a hard stop on that right now, but um, a lot of, a lot of intriguing races uh, coming up here, but it, it's been fun. These storylines really this year is much sloppy football and uh, disappointments that there's been mm-hmm. this year. Um, it, it's been countered by a lot of really, really cool stories like that. I love it. Okay, now I'm going to add an award. This is going to be a Rakowski Podcast Network award for your most underperforming team of the year. So your donut team of the year award. Who would that go to up, and that's, up to this point? God, that's why it's not in, You can't say the Packers. Packers I'm trying not to be a table. homer pick, but like yeah. the, there's so many teams that would qualify for this right now. You, okay. Obviously, the Bucks. You've got the Rams, who haven't looked particularly good. Um, I think everybody in the AFC has lived up to expectations. Uh, you know, the, the Ravens have probably been the most inconsistent. Um, shit, man. Uh, you know what? No. I think maybe part of it's because of the offseason hype and, of course, hard knocks, but I'm going to go with the Lions. Um, Lions have sucked. Yeah, it's, it, it's been tough. Obviously, we rode that. And, and, you know, the caveat at the beginning of the year was definitely it's going to it's going to be dependent on the on the um, defense. And obviously, they they were even worse off than we they were, even they were thought abs- they would be. So absolutely terrible. Fan, yeah, I think I Aiden Hutchinson, fortunately, is looking good, <laughs> um, but they've fallen off a fucking cliff um, mm-hmm. these last couple weeks. And it's been it's been frustrating. Watch. I do appreciate um you know, Campbell's candidness and, you know, at the end of the day, like, dude, if you're going to turn the ball over, you're not going to be on this team. Mm-hmm. And that's the wake up call that they they need because they, 
the offense suddenly is non-existent. You know, on, on a positive note, um, you do have Jameson Williams that should be coming back anytime now. So yes. they're going to get some more firepower. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Swift is supposed to come back this week. So I do think that's going to be a big boost for them, obviously. Um, but, you know, again, I think part of it's riding the hard knocks hype train, um, you know, and building off of the success that they had towards the end of the end of last year for them to play as well as they did against Philadelphia. Again, who's the only undefeated team left in the league. Um to just be complete trash <laughs> since then and not figure out how to win one other freaking game. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest disappointment. Maybe part of that's, you know, being from Michigan and, you know, listening to the hype and, you know, mm-hmm. should have been used to it because it's every single year with Lions fans. But uh, yeah. I think we were starting to believe too a little bit and our hearts have been broken. I agree. Um, I Mine has to be the the L.A. Rams. They, yeah. the, the hype that's around a, a team from L.A. that's coming off a Super Bowl win, um, they they have been a complete dumpster fire, uh, not living up to expectations whatsoever. The offense is anemic. Their defense is a sieve. And they're, I mean, they're, they're three and three right now, just in a cesspool of mediocrity. Points for 104, points against 126. They're getting outscored by their opponents. Um, they just they don't seem terribly competitive. We'll see what happens coming off a bye if they turn things around. Mm. But they're just they're missing something. I'm not quite sure what it is. But we talked about this early in the season with Stafford potentially. Incre- I, I I'm I'm having trouble remembering this, so I could be wrong. But wasn't weren't we having conversations about Stafford at the beginning of the year potentially needing like Tommy John surgery or yeah. something like that? Yep. Okay. So we've got a case of, a severe case of the wet noodle with with uh, Matt Stafford here, which is concerning because he's been he's always been Mister Gunslinger, Rocket, Laser Arm, Golden Penis, having quarterback. So I'm concerned that that isn't working out. I think this is just more of the same Matt Stafford. <laughs> like, Tyler's like, I mean, I've seen this movie before. This this is exactly what we've come to expect from Matt Stafford. And, and last year he fell into such a completely loaded situation. But, you know, again, you, you had to take the good with the bad and, and you know, led the league at, in nearly in interceptions, uh, you know, consistently. He's in the league now, or in the lead now, he's... Uh, Really likes to throw pick sixes, um, yep. you know, so you got to You got to take the good with the bad, certainly. But, um, you know, obviously there was a lot to carry him last year. And I just think it was just it was absolute perfect timing. Um, you know, I'm not trying to take away. from. Obviously, he's a very good quarterback. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But I mean, I don't think this is anything surprising. And especially when, you know, unfortunately, he is in a in a situation where they don't really have a run game. Uh, obviously, they, they lost what is is likely a Hall of Fame left tackle and Andrew Whitworth uh to retirement this year. That obviously is a big loss. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, he's still got Cooper Cup, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. but I, I, I certainly agree with you, especially when you look at the Hall of Famers that are on that defense. They they have not played nearly to the level that we've come to expect from mm-hmm. anybody on that team. So fully yeah. agree with that. Cool. How did we do in our picks last week? I don't know. You're supposed to have the spreadsheet. I know. Freaking A. Yeah, did you write them down? Uh, did I? Last week? Was that last week? I think you did. I actually don't think we did a against spread last week. I think it was two weeks ago. Did we not do one last week? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Packers, Chiefs, Ravens, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, Jags. Does that sound right? Sounds that sounds right. right. Yeah. So let's see. That would have put me. I don't know what the spreads were, but I'd be one, two. Did the Bills play this last week? Who'd they play? The Bills played. Yep. See. Yeah. Caught us in a in a in a in a pickle here. I'm obviously taking the Bills this week. First first game that Aaron Rodgers has been a double digit under the underdog Bills in were his on a entire bye last career. Week, so maybe so that tells us we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> sounds so, good. But I think uh, based on those picks there, I probably went four and one that week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously the Packers were were not one of them. Um, so yeah, we, we got to get back on it. But all right, you well, know we we've been enough. We're gonna do it now. 
I have the spreadsheet. We've been. What week a, is this? Week seven. It's week eight. Week eight, I think. Week eight. Okay. Yeah. Who do you use? DraftKings. DraftKings. Yeah. There you go. Not a okay. sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Eagles are ten and a half point favorites. This sucks that we're doing this on a Thursday night because I will be one hundred percent transparent here. I absolutely had the Ravens um, beating the Bucks, but I see that moved up to eight and a half points. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have taken that. But um, well, what was it when it's when the game started though? I thought it was six, and I would have taken that. Okay, eight and a half is just a little, I'll give it to you. Little rough. Um, okay, I'll be quick. Um, I'm just going to go right down the list here. I am absolutely take. I'm going to take the Jags over Denver. Jags are two and a half point favorites. Um, man. Yes, I'm going to go with uh, Miami over Detroit. Uh, they're three and a half point favorites. Okay. I just think those uh, that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are going to uh, just make this defense look really amateur. Um, and hopefully because Tyree Kill is on my uh, fantasy team. So there you go. Um, let me see here. Who else? Do I, Cowboys nine and a half. No, I don't like that. I'll take the Jets. They're actually underdogs, two and a half uh, to the Patriots. So give me the Jets. Um, let me see here. That's three. Yep. I'm going to take do, 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 do. the Bills are 11 point Giants against Seahawks. the Packers. That's embarrassing. I want to take that. I really want to take that just because I'm so spiteful right now. Um, and then uh, then the next week will be uh, Detroit Packers in Detroit that I will be at. So that should be exciting. Love it. Um, okay. Um, so I don't think I'm going to take that one. But number four, I'm going to take the Bengals. They're three-point favorites over Cleveland. And then, boy, I'm going to go with the – that's in L.A. So it's probably still going to be a 49ers home game. <laughs> um there's a couple of games that I do like here. I I, I kind of like Carolina, four-point underdogs to the Falcons, but it is in Atlanta. So I'm going to go with um, give me Washington on the road against Indy. They are three-point dogs, but I'm going to I'm going to think Heineke keeps the momentum going. They looked spry. They looked like they had something going there. And, of course, with the debut of Ellinger, um, I think it, it's tough for any rookie to debut. And I just don't think that the um, uh, the Colts O-line uh, playing play that, that defensive uh, front for Washington, mm-hmm. is it's going to be a rough game for Ellinger. So give me Washington plus three. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a different direction than you on a couple of these. Um, I'm taking the Patriots plus 2.5 or get right game. They're going to put Zappy in uh, after the second drive. I don't care if Bill Belichick plays quarterback, they're going to beat the jets. Like (laughs) there, there's three things you can count on in life, death taxes and Bill Belichick owns the New York jets. So team, man. Yeah, give me the Pats uh, minus two and a half um, against the Jets. I really like that one. Um, I'll take the Cardinals plus three and a half against the Vikings. I, I, Kyler I love dog shit this year. I don't love but. this game. I don't love this game. Um, but I'll take the points here because I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't see the Vikings blowing them out. And if they if if the Vikings win, it's going to be close. I'll take the Vikings winning, yeah. Cardinals covering. Um, so it'll it'll be like a it'll be like a twenty three twenty game. I think defensively they've got the right matchups for the for the Vikings. But mm-hmm. the big X factor, of course, DeAndre Hopkins looked really good coming back last last week off of his suspension. So mm-hmm. um, that that could be your X factor for the for the week. So I, I, I like that pick. Yep. Give me the Raiders minus one. Yeah, Man, you've Raiders picked the Raiders one. a few few times this year. Yep. I like the Raiders against the Saints here. Raiders are Raiders. a good football team. And, yeah, Darren Wallard's kind of been a donut here. But um, your dark horse MVP pick, um, their running back, it's I, yep. I, I like that. I mean, he's not going to get it because he's a running back. It's a quarterback yep. league, right? But um, 
it's oh, that didn't work. Um, but yeah, give me that. Hey, and the Saints um, committed to uh, the red red rifle there. Uh, Andy Dalton is the uh, starter over a healthy Jameis Winston. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Interesting. Uh, give me the pack plus 11. That's too many points. Every single one of the Packers' losses has been close. Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost a blowout game since week one of last year. And before that, it was week one of the prior year. So I'm going to be it, pissed when they beat the Bills. Like, genuinely pissed. <laughs> you mean to tell me that you can beat, beat the B, the Bills coming off of a, when the Bills are coming off of a bye and you're losing to the Commanders, the Jets, and the Giants? The Bills have been absolutely destroying people this year. That's why I don't I don't see it happening. But this would be mm-hmm. the weird shit this year that we yeah. see. You look at the Bills last year when they they lost to the Jags and then they'd smoke, you know, the next best team in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Won a great game this year against the the Chiefs. Watch them come in and lay an egg and and then I'm going to be all upset for not having one loss right now. <laughs> like that, this is shit that's going to happen. Like we're going to figure out how to score 40 points this week and I'm just going to be yeah. like Huh? <laughs> probably, probably. Um, and then this is the mortgage game of the week. The the Bengals minus three. The Browns. Are you kidding me? They're on fire. Yep. Um, put yep. the mortgage on the Bengals this week. Absolutely. Um, Amen to that. Yeah, that was the one pick that I think we agreed on. But um, but yeah, man. So I got Pats uh, minus two and a half. Card- Cardinals plus three and a half. Raiders minus one. Pack plus eleven. Bengals minus three. Sweet. Five winners right there. All right, y'all people, y'all peoples, y'all subscribers, you listeners. All y'all. Get in your picks. Um, yep. Justin, where can they post their picks? I don't know. I, and I'm talking <laughs> their dick picks, obviously. Um, Drop, no. Dropbox. <laughs> Mine's so we do big, have, have a Facebook page, Dropbox. everybody. Um, yes. You know, we, we, we started a uh, website long ago that never went anywhere. <laughs> nope. Not our nice pictures and everything on it. So uh, make sure you find our uh, Facebook page at minimum. Uh, Rut- what is it? The uh, Rakowski Podcast Network, I believe, is where you can yes, find sir. it. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll post this episode um, on the page, and of course, uh, make sure that you get your picks in. Uh, in the comment section, please, so we can finally get this uh, uh, contest going. We're we're really late to it, but we'll come up with mm-hmm. some sweet prize by the end of the year. So um, something will happen. Let's get you involved. Cool, man. Well, hey, that's a show. Uh, hour ten minutes. We were a little long tonight, but that's okay. It's been a while. It's been yeah, a while. I missed you. I needed to, t- it's to been hear a while. sweet nothings. Yeah. Never mind. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we're, we're good at talking sports. We're not good singers. Uh, maybe that's J- very J- true. Justin's all right. <laughs> allegedly allegedly so well cool. all right ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in have a great night and we'll catch you soon